Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Isaac Boys podcast. I am Dwayne the Ghost. I am terrorizing. We are the Isaac Boys, bringing you another exciting episode. Um, great fights this weekend, I must say. Yep. This weekend that just passed was the UFC um, first event in two months since this whole COVID-19 thing. And I must say, they delivered. They certainly did. It was definitely great to be watching live sports again. And, man, those fights did not disappoint. Yeah, I mean, the best part, again, is like what you said, watching live sports again, because it's definitely missed. Just to feel normal again, some way, shape, or fashion, was, it was good. And the interesting thing is, like, people... Even people that don't watch the UFC was asking me about it. Like people that like mm-hmm. you know usually don't mm-hmm. watch fights were like talking to me about it, like from different standpoints. It's so interesting. Like like I said, like the live sports. Um, not a fan of UFC, but you're a fan of sports, you would probably watch it. And people that were like uh, into betting, bets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There were yeah. no sport, no sports to bet on. We usually do our sports betting. UFC is the only game in town, so <clears throat> it was uh, <clears throat> kind of interesting. Hearing the buzz and the excitement from everyone um, on that. Uh, the prelims were, they were okay, actually. I mean, the Miko Price fight was, was all right. The Michelle Watterson and um, Sparza fight was... Yeah, it was as boring as I thought it would be, honestly. <laughs> that fight, that was like, I don't know. Yeah. The Doom on an Olenek fight. Um, War Doom looked different. Yeah, I mean, he looked like a slapper version of himself. He was definitely slower, definitely more tentative, and definitely a little bit more overweight than we're used to seeing from War Doom. But his first fight back in years, so yeah, you're you're entitled to to be not yourself, I guess. Chalk it up to Ring Russ. But it was um. Yeah, quite interesting. The Cowboy and Pettis fight uh, was as exciting as I thought it would have been. Um, Fortunately, Cowboy... Cowboy lost again, which is what I didn't want to see, but it was definitely possible. Granted, who, you know, who, who he was fighting, but... Mm-hmm. Mm, it was... It wasn't, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a bad... It wasn't a bad loss, mm-hmm. but... I don't know, so something like, as a fight star, I kind of felt like that's how it was going to go. I don't know. It's like... His fights are falling into a certain pattern, you think? Yeah. Unfortunately, but yeah. He... He did have to pick I, it back up in the end. Like, yeah. Like, pick back up, I, I mean, he's, he, he's been known to be like a slow star. But now as he gets into the later part of his career, it's like... His slow starts are more... Like he, it, 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 it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it prolongs a little longer than it usually does. Mm-hmm. Takes him a while to get going. On top of that, I think his like, his attacks are a li- are becoming a little predictable. I mean, he he did vary it up coming in close to the end, like you said, 
you know, he started throwing the high kicks and stuff. But even high kick, high kick is kind of what you expect from him too, you know. Mm-hmm. He did he did land a high kick. Yeah. And surprisingly, Pettis took it like a champ. I mean, they both were pretty bloody after the fight. Um, Cowboy. I mean, there was a sequence in the fight where Pettis uh, eye poked him accidentally. Mm-hmm. And the referee didn't even see it and he had to fight through it, which was... Which kind of sucked. Kind of sucked, but... I don't know how much it would have changed the outcome of the fight. You know? True. Know. Well, maybe when I was a little breather, you know, maybe. Yeah. I think how much is that in a run off a cowboy? Is that three or four? Is it? I thought it was two. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll look that up. Yeah, it's, it's a few. But you know he's not going anywhere. Cowboy's still cowboy. Every time he fights, it's exciting TV, so look forward to it. Um Hardy versus the Castro. When this fight was called, I completely forgot who the Castro was, but I actually knew who he was. And then when I saw him, I was like, oh man, this is going to be bad news for Hardy. Which, it started out that way. Mm-hmm. His legs were getting chewed up. <laughs> Tore up. But then, I guess, one of the kicks he threw got checked in a weird kind of way. He wasn't really trying to check it, but he kind of yeah. stepped back. He was pulling back, yeah. And then and his foot the just kicked pure shit. shit. Yeah. So he probably like, broke a toe or something. Yeah, his toes went straight into the shit, and it was... I knew, and the force he was throwing with, I knew something bad happened. And you could tell he did. He, like, he, he stopped fighting after He immediately that. reacted to it, yeah. And yeah. Hardy just kind of took over. Kind of did his thing, and... I would say... Like, for Hardy, you can see, like, the improvement. Yeah, he's definitely... You can see he's, he's improving slowly and showing it. I mean, his confidence has kind of always been there for, for the most part, but... He came in better shape. He came in a way better shape than we're used to seeing him, and he's he's fighting more confidently now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he he's, he is pretty active. They stick him on any card where they need a little, you know, electric pop. They they stick him on there. He's he's down to do it. So he is becoming more must watch TV. Yeah, because, and his his personality too. He's trying to develop that you know that side of it as well, which I'll, I'll give him credit. Yeah, doing his thing. And he's been on so many. Mm, free cards as well. I mean, this one wasn't a free card, but prior to this, he's been on a couple of free cards and compares where he's. People are seeing him a lot more now, so it's yeah. like people are used to seeing him. And he did have some, somewhat of a crowd, you know, following that before he even got into UFC. Yeah, because he was in the NFL. Because he was yeah. in the NFL and because mm-hmm. of all the, you know, stuff he had in the media. Controversy and, so, yeah, and stuff, yeah. Domestic violence and stuff like that, so. So, yeah, he's uh, slowly becoming the star, which hands off to him. Good on him for doing his thing. And the Jeremy Stevens and Calvin Cater fight, which we both know going in would have been a great fight, which it was. It was. One of my favorite fights of the night. And Cater performed like I thought he would. Cater delivered, I must say. I mean, he he came out a lot slower than I thought he would, but. Yeah, early on, Stevens was doing his thing, kicking up the legs, you know. Landing some, some some decent strikes. They, they both, after a while, just started fighting on phone booth. Mm-hmm. Just going toe-to-toe, just hitting each other with some... Bombs. Bomb bombs. And then Cater stepped through with a nice... Nice crisp elbow. elbow that... Unfortunately, Stevens did not see coming. 
cracked him, knocked him down. Thing, you know, it's uh, elbow strikes is not a lot of people knew them right, and Kato definitely did because he threw it like he was throwing a cross. Exactly, but it was a it was an elbow, so it was it came actually came kind of a little bit quicker, and it came in an unpredictable and fashion. Because if he did throw the cross, it would have probably slid a bit like a slip. You know, slip. Yeah. Well, the the, whole, the elbow came in just enough to. And it, was, and it was done uh, the perfect timing and like because the distance between the two of them because again they were fighting very close because the distance was so short a punch wouldn't really have been very effective in that in that range mm-hmm. so the elbow was like perfect cracked him and that was I mean he, he went down he, he was out he was definitely out but then the, 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 the strikes to follow were some nasty strikes an elbow that split like a two to three inch gash in his forehead yeah, so two elbows. Which I, I kind of felt like, man, he was already knocked out. He didn't need that, but... He didn't need it, but, you know, yeah, that's, that's the way it is. That's a fight game. And it was a fight ending sequence, so... That was a wrap. Then, of course... The Battle for Africa. Francis Nagano versus... Uh... I don't know his first Rosenstrike. R. Zinio? Something Zinio. Whatever, but... Yeah. That fight was 20 seconds long, which yeah. we knew it wasn't going all through. And it's so interesting because if, I think if any one of them had started the way Francis did, I, it could probably have gone either, either way for both of them. But maybe Fran, I think maybe Francis probably has a better footwork and probably better, you know, evaded better or maybe the better counter punches. But he, he throws with more confidence because he knows what his hands can do. Yeah, that's the thing. He knows he has a touch of death and. He knows all he has to do is land. Yep. So he pretty much just blitzed Rosenstroke and landed one punch. Threw about four, but landed one. Landed one. That was all she wrote. I mean, it was. A lot of people are saying, you know, he, he needs to be you know, number one contender and stuff like that. You know, I, I, I agree because he, he's been up there before and he's dropped back down. Now he's building his way back up. I think he's earning it. He's definitely earning it. Fighting any and everybody. Mm hmm. And winning in fashion, I mean, he's knocking people out. That's what he does. He's, he, he's definitely more confident. He's not fighting as tight as he used to, and he's putting people on the ground. I mean, Rosenstroke looked like he was dead. Mm-hmm. From, one, from one punch. I mean, he, he knocked him a few other times, but it, it, completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was already out after the first one. Yeah, some follow-up strikes on the ground, but yeah, Rosenstroke was already dead. 20 seconds. Oh, I... I was while listening to um, Chael Sonnen talk about it. I don't know if you did. Not yet. He was saying some interesting stuff when it, when it comes to kickboxing. Because Rosenstroke has a kickboxing background. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that... There's a lot of kickboxers that come over to MMA and don't do so well. And he says the reason being is because in kickboxing, they don't move their head. Like, when it comes mm-hmm. to Muay Thai and stuff like that, their their defense is to block. Not mm. a lot of head movement. <clears throat> uh, that's why people like Alessandra had so much success in um, kickboxing because he was one of the few people that moved his head and would dodge and stuff. But majority of kickboxers are stand in the phone booth and like block, as opposed to. Yeah. And I could see why because if. Too much head movement, you can move your head into a, a kick or something like that. Because mm-hmm. MMA, there's a lot more going on, so you can kind of get away with, you know. Mm-hmm. But 
I guess it comes down to, to the skill too as well. But mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, great. Great knockout. Um, Francis is definitely number one here, but now it's, it's like, what do you do with him? Because the, the whole division is tied up. Yep. You have, you know, Cormier and Stipe going back and forth. They might do the trilogy. Or do the trilogy. Stipe might be injured. There's a lot of going back and forth with that, and it's like, I can see Francis' frustration here. He even said, you know, yeah. if you know, things keep up like this, he just fight, his con- like, fight out his contract and be done with it. Which, which could just be a, a ploy for them to make, you know, take action. But they need to. They know what he, he he's. he's I, I can't disagree with him. He's hundred percent right. Like they gotta do something or, or have the guy move on, do something else with his life. Anybody pick him up. Any organization pick him up in of a heartbeat. Of course, they don't want that. You know that. Because if he goes to any organization, he's gonna be the champion over there. Yep. Because he rightfully should be a UFC champion right now. Well, to be the champion, you gotta be the champion. He True, but the champs yet, so. this could have been an interim title shot. Well, Cormier is still there. But Cormier doesn't want to fight him. I know that. So that's the thing. Like, it's 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 the politics. Unfortunately, that you don't really like to see so much in sports, but sometimes it does happen. Cause I mean, we Cormier. I'm not giving Cormier any wrong for it. You know, Cormier is right because he wants to, you know. He wants to retire, mm-hmm. but he wants to he wants to retire on top. Mm-hmm. And he wants to. Which, if he had won his last fight against Stipe, he would have. Mm-hmm. So he wants uh, the trilogy fight, and then right after the sunset. So. Everybody wants to, but not everyone gets to. That's true. But it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, the UFC is still holding all the cards. If I was if I was in their shoes, I'd be like, this is what it is. It's what we're looking to do. Are you going to be a part of it or not? To who? To Rose? To, um... Cormier. Yeah. True. I mean, they have a good relationship. He's a good commentator. Good all commentator. Good He's done a lot for the sport too as well, you know. But it's like, hey, if you, you know, this guy's clearly the number one contender, where you, everyone was guessing that you were, but, you know, you're not active, so it's mm-hmm. like, okay, now, do you, do you fight this guy, or does he take your spot? What do you want to do? Yeah, because technically, Cormier lost his last fight. Mm-hmm. Francis has been winning. So the way it should work is you should fall down the ranks if you're not fighting. But, yeah. True. It's not happening. Well, we don't know yet. There's just, no decisions have been made, so we don't know. Uh, UFC and Cormier, I think, I think they're in too good. I don't think, I don't think they know what's going to mess up. Because, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that Business is business. Because honestly speaking, they should have just do a... No, well then it'd be, it'd be weird. What's in an interim title fight? Like this fight last week should have mm-hmm. been... Interim for interim belt. For interim belt. But then... Then it wouldn't justify Cormier fighting. Yeah, because then if you, if you do interim belt, that should be the number one contender. That should be the next fight. Yeah, it's just weird. Weird, sticky area, but... Unfortunately, Francis is getting the... the Short in the stick. I mean, uh, yes and no, because right now he's a right now he's a he's one of the biggest stars right now. Whether yeah. you know whether he realizes it or the UFC realizes it, he's one of the biggest. He's he is must see TV right now. Yeah, and uh, he he kind of was that on his way up the first mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. But, but he they, wasn't as skilled. He wasn't really like deserved. But you, you know, he had a touch of death. 
And he, he, now he had better skills and you can see it like, yeah. And he had a few bad fights. Yeah, when he got taken down and then he had a fight where he just like grew two, was too just too just too talented was not doing anything, you know. So. But yeah, outside of those two fights, guy's been on there. And you could see the progression. And the fighter yesterday is way different than the fighter he was before. He looks a lot more athletic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever seen him hit mitts and stuff, but he does a lot more athletic sub videos. You don't see him in fights. <laughs> like he can he can do some some cool strikes, but flying knees and spinning back fists and he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to do none of it. All he has to do is he comes in and like he could fight again afterwards, not easily. Mm-hmm. Takes no damage in his fights, which is a good sign for a long career. Yeah. Definitely the boogeyman of the division right now. Uh, next thing, um, no, Ch- Chael Sonnen was saying about Engano is that you have to have a responsibility to like, you can't really match him up against lower tier people <laughs> because they, the same way like you know everybody always saying like like for instance like he he used John Jones for instance like. Everybody's saying, oh, he should be stripped of the title and he should go to the back of the line and all that. But you can't do that because... <laughs> you're putting people at risk. He, you're putting people at risk and people could seriously get hurt because he leagues above everybody else. You know what I mean? You, he, always have to, he always have to be at the top because that's where his skill level is. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same thing for Francis, but not necessarily when it comes to skill level, but in terms of... Risk factor. Risk factor. You, like, if you put Ngano against Greg Hardy... <laughs> Hardy kind of aggressive in a sense where I, I feel he could get hurt yeah but I mean, again I mean, heavyweight everybody has power and all that good stuff but the heavyweight division is seeing somewhere on insurgents right now because you know of course with Hardy we just spoke about and then you know Francis Nagano and all that but um, Wednesday I think is um, yeah OSP and Ben Rothwell fighting heavyweight but also, um, I, don't, I don't know if it's night, I don't know if it's Wednesday or Saturday. Is um, Overeem? And oh yeah, Overeem and um, Walt Harris. Walt Harris, which Walt Harris was on a tear before. Yeah. I know he had the, you know the incidents with his daughter and everything. So. Yeah, a very unfortunate incident with his daughter. Yeah, they're making a movie now, well, not a, a documentary. Okay, so yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch that. Yeah, but um, yeah, consider all those guys there in the heavyweight division. It's like start, it's starting to pick up again. He still have Curtis Blades, who's... I don't really care for him too much, but he manages to win. Mm-hmm. Can't, uh, can't argue with that. Winning is winning. Yep, so... With all those guys, the heavyweight division is pretty stacked right now. You can, you know, mix those guys... I think a couple of those guys already fought already, but you can still, you know... Mix and match those guys a couple of different ways. But, I mean, Hardy is not top ten in, by any means, but he's... He's least exciting enough for the too much watch TV. But he's on his way up, I think. Mm-hmm. He, gets, he got some good heavyweights coming out, for sure. Maybe like with Walt Harris, like Walt Harris was on a tear before, and now he has more focus now and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I I think he's gonna destroy Overeem. And I see, yeah, that's the thing, because Overeem, you never know what Overeem will show up. True, but Overeem did say like he come back with some new energy, you know, this fight as well. And he always says that. Look at every look at every interview after every loss. It says the same exact thing. Maybe, but at the same time, if you, I don't, I don't, I don't want to discredit over. 
over him is one guy's been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And as far as skill level goes as a heavyweight, he's probably one of the better skilled. Yes. Strikers. There's no question. No question, he's one of the more skilled fighters. He just even though he even though he loses and stuff, he definitely is one of the more skilled heavyweights. No question. Like in his last fight, he was supposed to win that fight against um, Rosa Strike. But the eight face open. He he was on up until the fifth round and then got the lights shut off and it's hole in his face. But yeah, Overeem is still I think Overeem is still a threat to all of that. But the thing is, Overeem against Hardy, I think Overeem wins. Overeem against Francis, mad idea. It happened already. This is true. He's on his highlight reel. Yep. Um, maybe Overeem against Castro. But Castro is still green, so he's still green. But he he's also he's only, he, he's, only have, he's he's very skilled and he only has one loss. He's also another heavyweight to watch out for, I think. Honestly. I know he didn't, he didn't look good in this fight, but, he, but the other fights I remember, like, he didn't look bad because he was tearing up. Yeah, the like way. he he's not a heavyweight to to mess around with. I think you know he, he I think he's gonna come back better from this loss. Um, the only thing I'm hoping does not happen though is that he's more timid with his leg kicks. Mm-hmm. His leg kick is a big part of his arsenal, but I don't want him to be like you know since he hurt his foot so bad. That he he more timid to throw like he don't want to happen to him again. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't want to see that happen to him. Because then I think he wouldn't. It, it, it would his stock would start to drop. Because that was that's what I want to be part of his own thing. In the contender series, he literally stopped a fight with leg kicks. I mean, it didn't. It didn't. I don't think it went on like it didn't go on paper like that because the guy was the guy was done after like he was on the floor like not getting up. The referee, but then referee did up so he had to jump in and pawn him off. But the guy was done. Didn't want to stand on one. Didn't want to stand. So. Yeah. Every division's looking good. Pretty good. Um. Mm-hmm. Tohudo and Cruz fight. Ah, uh, very unfortunate. So many different ways. There's so many. There's so many things about that fight. I was like, uh, kind of. I mean, I wouldn't say the fellows. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a bad fight at all. Mm-hmm. But a lot of things about that fight kind of felt let down about. Like, Elaborate. Huh? Elaborate. I felt I mean Cruz was definitely getting chewed up. He was he was he was, he was getting his, he was trying to get his movement and everything going, but Sahudo was doing some deep he was really committing some deep leg kicks and mm-hmm. those were just chewing up Cruz's legs. Some devastating leg kicks. Which opened up the, you know, the hands everything, everything else, yeah. He was dancing with strikes. I felt like Dunk was like the I mean Cruz did get Rocked with a, a knee, and he was, but he he was on his way up. I didn't want to see him, you know, fight his way back through that. I felt I felt like it was somewhat of a stoppage. I, mean, I, I don't disagree with the stoppage because it was a bad stoppage. But what I disagree because Screw said he specifically told that referee, you know, let him fight through it or whatever. If you see him in trouble, that's what he said. He said he specifically talked to the referee and told him, you know, if anything you know, bad happens, let, let him fight through it or whatever. Mm. Like, you gave him a fighting chance. Mm. The, the fact that Ricky didn't do that, I was like, okay. That, yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty Yeah, he was pissed with him. Yeah, he didn't want the referee to touch him afterwards. He was. And rightfully so. I mean, if you guys had a competition before, and then the guy wanted to get into it, I can see what. But at the same time, 
you still have to protect the fighter? Yeah, you have to protect the fighter. And like, if you look at when the referee jumped in, he jumped in when it was a bad spot for Cruz. Like, Cruz was like face down. Like, he, he, like, he was taking a lot of damage. He, 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 he go like coming up and then like, he'd just get down again and he went down and he would come back up. And that's when the referee stopped. But it was like, he'd just get hit. He'd just face plant again when the referee was, as the referee was jumping in. So it's like, should he have watched him face plant and eat more fists to, and then decide, <laughs> oh, okay, he's getting going. You know what I mean? It's like, when you're a referee, you gotta make split decisions. You know what I mean? To protect your fighter. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. You can't, you can't, I mean, you can't argue with him. Sure. And he, he did his job. Yeah, yeah. rightfully so. It's easy for you know, the referee to say, oh, how he could you know, jump in if I found my way back up. But if, if you look that up. That was your second time on the way up, my friend. Yeah, was your second time because he was, you were coming up and he'd get, he'd get he was 11 unanswered shots. And even when Joe Rogan, I when Joe Rogan had to tell Cruz that, yeah, that was 11 unanswered shots, he, he had to feel away. But, like, we, 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 we want a referee to do. Sure. <laughs> Should I try grappling or something? But, just, you know, he was like, because who's to say, who's to say you want to start up again? Who's to say he was two more shots away from face planting again? You know what I mean? Did he really need all the damage? And if he did stand up, so who Or maybe, maybe if, 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 even if he gave picky hands back up, he could have eaten another knee. If he did stand back up, he could have eaten some more. Mm-hmm. Striking on the feet. Good, but he did say he could rather go out than out. I mean, and I, and I get it. I, as a fighter, I, 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 I feel for him. Like, I'm... If I was in his shoes, I would feel the same way he does. I understand why he feels what he does. But... I do know that is like you know that's that's the way to fight games. You know what I mean? It, it is what it is. And he, he's a pretty competitive guy. Yeah, he's. So you you know like that 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 last not sitting well with him. And all, the unfortunate thing is, he won't be able to avenge it ever. Nope, cause he so we were retired right after, which nobody saw coming. Cut me off guard completely. Cause I was actually starting to like him, and when he retired, I kind of realized that you know he. I kind of gain a little more respect for him because when you, I mean, everything that he's been doing is like, you can see he's kind of a, a persona, if you will. Like, he, he, he's intentionally doing it. Mm-hmm. And I used, to hear, I used to see that too and people say that and stuff like that, but like, you kind of saw it more after he like he did this whole retirement mm-hmm. speech. I was like, okay, I kind, of, I kind of get everything he's been doing up until this point. Yeah. Which, to me, like, if he stick around, I would, I would have more respect for him, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is what it is. He wants to retire. Some people are calling it a, a, a negotiation tactic. Which it kind of is, because he did say, you know, for the right money, he'll stick around. Mm-hmm. He said, he said, you know what our number is? So mm-hmm. That is interesting mm-hmm. to me, anyway. Yep. But, knowing the UFC, they're probably not going to do it. Because, so. I don't know, because even though he's, you know, he really is a champion, when he's not a very marketable guy, I don't know. I mean, he kind of... He could be, but he just never really crossed over. Like he that. never really crossed over. You can see the UFC never really was on the, uh, was on his bandwagon, if you will. He did serve the, the flower division, though. He did. You got you got to give it to him. He one hundred percent did. Because up until he stepped on the scene, I mean, Demetrius Johnson had the heck on lock, winning every fight, ridiculous win streak. It's kind of weird that like, he, he he's not even mentioned anymore. Anything else? It's rough. I'm aware that this man has destroyed everybody. Everybody. Who's who? 
You don't even talk about him. He's not even mentioned. You don't even see my highlights and nothing anyone. Still, still fighting currently. He is still fighting. Just not on UFC. <laughs> it's very strange. Very strange situation. Honestly, I would like to see him come back. Yeah, it's about that time. He it's not too long enough. He comes back, he'd be a great star. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great if Mighty Boss come back. Yes. Especially since that belt vacant. Yeah. If Mighty, Mighty Boss come back, that'll be epic. Hmm. That'd be great. Yeah, come back quickly. This is what's his. It'd be kind of weird that yeah, you come back after the man that beat you gone. I mean, he, he, a lot of people have a lot to say in, in that respect, but whatever. Even so, I think I think Mighty Boss could beat him. I, I, I think Mighty Boss could beat him too, even though he got destroyed. I mean, that's one thing you, you gotta give to Sabuto. Whether you like him or not, he, he rises to the occasion every time. He beats the best of the best. Every time you, you, you come to market to find a way to win. In, in a way that you don't see coming, like, up until the Richard Johnson fight, I, I, like, I didn't thought that the Richard Johnson fight would have gone the way it did, but it did. I didn't thought the Dillashaw fight would have gone the way it did, but it did. And there was no way I thought that this, this Dominic Cruz fight would have gone the way it did. But yet again. Yeah, it did. And that's literally the mud rush mob, the, 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 the small fighters, with the exception of um, probably Ryan Faber, but... Oh, every name we just call there is like the who's who of... The lighter weight fighters and he, he went Sahudo. to Sahudo has beaten them, yeah. The difference between Sahudo and and Mighty Mouse is that so the, the Mighty Mouse has obviously been doing it longer, so he's been through more who's who of you know True. Mm. Sahudo has been all the recent ones, yeah, you know. The top the top guys now. Yeah. Mighty Mouse has been doing it for goddamn years. <laughs> years to the point he's putting people like Rank eight, nine in front of him. As yeah, because well. yeah, yeah, the whole top ten is like he done beat them. Some people like two, three times. So it's like it's a good time for him to leave because he he, he had none left to accomplish in the UFC. He had clean out the division, but now we have like Peter Young and that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure Actually, he was a flyweight, and but then most of the guys now. Are up to like one one thirty five, so mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of people fighting on flyweight anymore. Unfortunately. Yeah, so maybe that division might end up going away eventually. No, no, if he retires, I think as much as he saved it, he probably killed it too. Because you know what I mean, like nobody else can go fight on that. Well, maybe that's, so. That's two vacant belts now. Yeah, two belts just get vacant. If people want to cut the weight. So you still have like Algerman Sterling, but I don't know if you ever want to fight to 135. Mm, yeah, I don't he's, think he's, 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 yeah, he, I'm thinking that to yourself. I don't know if you're getting more lighter with fires or something down there, but. Belt there? If you want a belt, go for it. Then, of course, the main event. Oh, man. Who saw this coming? Nobody could have predicted this, but. Tony Ferguson got Tony Ferguson. He got destroyed. I mean, granted he did get destroyed, but this guy is a zombie. Yeah. This guy was getting hit with everything. Shots that would kill people in real life. Yeah. And he didn't even show signs. Like he didn't flinch or anything until like physically he couldn't take anymore. He just and his body just started shutting down. Like, he just couldn't take anymore. Like, and that's, that's, he could do something better if he just went down with a couple of them earlier strikes. 
I mean, he he did had Gaethje hurt in the third. Gaethje did admit to being like really hurt in the third. So he had the bell when you when you when you hit him the uppercut at the mm-hmm, bell. Mm-hmm. Oh man, save, talk about saving the bell. The fight could have been over right there. Fight could have been over. And he 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 was you know and when it comes to the gas tank you know Ferguson definitely had more of a gas tank than Gaethje and he, he but I felt like a couple of things when Ferguson did it wrong is that he didn't he didn't work the body as much as he should. I felt he worked the body a lot. he should work the body a lot more. Um. Also, he and I heard Joe talking about it, and I heard uh, Chil Sonnen talking about it as well. Is that he he would strike and then and wait to be hit. Like he he is like he get hit so much times that he just know he wouldn't get hit instead of like doing something about it. He he would freeze up mm. instead of getting out of the way. Instead of like, getting out of the way, I think so. That, that's how come we get like instead of like this like Gechi like he barely threw he barely missed any strikes and everything will land in him. Like and that's that shouldn't be. He, should, he just wouldn't get out of the way. Yeah, he, he just wouldn't move out of the way, or he would, or he would move out. He would move out of the way effectively because I'm sure yeah, yeah, he, he tried at some point and, and blocking and you know mm-hmm. and clinching out. But man, yeah, he was just unloading on this guy. And like, this is a more patient Gechi than we're used to seeing too. Because mm-hmm. is usually a, like full force kind of guy, and he even said that he was gonna empty the gas tank in the first round against this guy. Like an interview, so I was like, oh man, like, I guess Gaethje's gonna go ballistic okay. on him. But he didn't. Well, then he didn't too, because. Surprisingly, he didn't. He, he, was, he was pretty tired. But he got it out. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I, I was kind of interested to see. I'm kind of good His heart? Seeing Gaethje's heart, because. He definitely has heart, yeah. He has heart for days, because he was definitely tired after he was. Hurt. Not only tired, but hurt. And he just toughed it out. He just couldn't. He just took it the game plan. He could do what he. He, he was trained to do and it worked out for him yep. UFC interim title but he didn't even want it after nope. that he just threw the belt on the side and like yeah that's not the real one he wants to fight Khabib which oh stylistically it's gonna be an interesting fight very interesting cause Gaethje has wrestling even though he doesn't use it so mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't even say like Gaethje's wrestling is gonna stop or take Khabib's wrestling cause, cause nobody no, has yet to prove that we don't know Nobody. Has One, we've never seen anybody stop Khabib's wrestling, and two, we've never seen Gaethje wrestle. Well, in the UFC, I should yeah, say. yeah. So it's it's hard to say, like you know, he'd be able to stop it or contend with it or anything like that. So my thing with when it comes to Khabib is that everybody feels they could stop Khabib until they fight Khabib. Mm-hmm. Everything. Khabib has many wrestlers, and they all feel like they're you know they're wrestling. They're wrestling with the you know, and it, it never has. It's yet to be yet to be done. Mm-hmm. So, I don't I don't expect much different here in, in that re- that regard. But Gaethje has hands. all fights start standing. Gaethje has hands. Gaethje has for hands, days. hands for days. And he has ridiculous knockout power. Even though you couldn't tell against Tony Ferguson, but he has he has a knockout power. Mm-hmm. He could hurt Khabib for sure. And of course, the the factor of course is his heart. So a lot of times when Khabib wrestles guys, and mm-hmm. he breaks them. Mm-hmm. Can he break? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna break Gaethje because Ferguson did try. Ferguson had him tired, and he was, you know, hitting him while he was tired and you know doing some work. But Gaethje just stuck with it. Honestly, that's that's legit the fight I want to see right now. That is the most exciting fight I want to see right now. I can't think of any other fight that I want for to see. division, yeah, for whole UFC. I mean, you have. 
Khabib, which is has been unstoppable. I mean, you can't unstoppable. Un- you can't. You can't. It's to the point where you can't even critique him because it's like he's still winning. Yeah, his his stand up ain't that great, but he will still throw enough stand up to get what he needs to get done. And he and he has dropped Connor, so it's like mm-hmm. you know you, you could critique him all you want, but like you can't argue with the results. Man as well. He's still get he's still getting it done. So it's like, what do you do? Yeah, I fight. I wonder when they're gonna do that fight. I don't know. It has to be like in the summer. Gaethje yeah, said he he go he go September August he he go to go again. I think that's great timing. Mm-hmm. That's great great timing. I would love to see that fight around then. Hope it's on our birthday. Make it even better. The thing about Gaethje too is think thinking back on like Gaethje. When, when he first got to the UFC till now, it's like, this man ain't had no handouts, huh? Nope. Kind of like Tony Ferguson, it's like he just come up, was beaten, was beaten. Boy in front of him. Mm-hmm. And the thing with him is that like he'd been in a position where he, he kind of been number one ish mm-hmm. and they keep overlooking him, and he keep just fighting, whoever else. Reluctantly, but still fighting, whoever else. And yeah, he, one of those times he, he did lose, mm-hmm. but he was a fighter, he was winning. And he and he, he's 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 addressed all his mistakes. He he feels. And one one underrated thing about his game, his game plan that I I don't realize. I mean, I, I've realized it for his, like his last two fights and even also in this one is his like kicks are deadly. Mm-hmm. It's always been a part of his game that he utilizes a lot. But he like it's kind of overlooked. I don't really you don't really have people talking about it, but until you see him fight, you you, you realize it. But yeah, he he could throw a leg kick when you're right on top of him. So it's interesting to see. Twenty four percent leg was chewed up, big time. Twenty four percent could could fight, switch his stance, everything. So he didn't really hinder a lot. Well, I mean, I'm sure it did, but he adapted. I thought of Ferguson does, but Gaethje was just on point, just an unstoppable. I mean, he he took his he took his beating. Don't get me wrong, but the guy just kept his chin down. Got it out and yeah, just... it was by no means a, a complete shutout. I mean, it kind of was, but not really. Mm-hmm. But he, he he took his licks, but he he did his thing. He definitely did, and I I, I definitely applaud him for that because Ferguson was not an easy go. No one thought that Ferguson would get outclassed and beat the way he did. Nope, I certainly he didn't. Looked, he looked puffy and. Destroyed after it was kind of rough to see Ferguson like that because you can tell he, he, he didn't thought he was gonna be the <laughs> He did, he, 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 he thought he was coming to for, for another fight. You know, it's another guy that put in front of me that I gonna beat again. That was not the case, sir. They say, yeah, they say I'm doing for a fractional, uh, fractured orbital. Yeah. It's a very, very bad injury, very bad eye injury. So he's gonna be out for a while, and rightfully so. He's mm-hmm. he's earned a bit of a, mm-hmm. you know. Mm, concerned about the head trauma too. He's, he's he's been you know. He's been in some wars, and this one was by far the worst. Like the fight, the, 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 they had they had, they had to stop the fight because he was just taking too much damage. He didn't even get knocked out or anything, but he just like kind of like turned his back a little bit and like, yep, that's it. Once you turn your back. Once you turn your back, it's an automatic forfeit. Like if you turn your back and like completely, mm-hmm. you know, 
but he was it was done, done. He was done. You could see in his face, and he was just like the way his body was reacting. Like he was, just, it was definitely some head trauma there. That it, it was, it was. He probably didn't need because people, you know, people were already accusing him of being like you know mentally unstable and stuff like that. So he's still nervous. Didn't help. Yeah, he's definitely. So I just hope he's okay. And, you know, we see him fight again if that's what he wants to do. Yeah. yeah, that was a rough one. UFC is back in full force. Can't wait for Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. We have another fight team on Wednesday. Can't wait. Some more fights. Just, oh, man. It's awesome. It's the UFC fan before, but I'm definitely on now. Just, just to feel normal again. Yeah. Good times. All right, well, we'll take a quick break. And we'll get back to you guys with some more IBPC. After the short break. And we're back. This is a kind of a new format we're gonna be doing uh, for the podcast. Just giving ourselves a little break in between, so we can, you know, get some things done, you know, and, like use the restroom, that kind of thing. And it also allows us to do longer podcasts. I mean, our, our podcasts are. I like the length. Yeah. You know, because <clears throat> there's certain podcasts that are sometimes that are just too long. Unless you have something to talk about for that long, it's like, or if you're unless you're interested for that long, you like people don't really listen to full full podcasts, you know. Yeah. So I like the length, but you know, it's a few times where I felt we could have elaborated on certain things a little bit more and extended our content. So go a little longer. So, yeah. So. Yeah. A little mid break, kind of extend that. But um, yeah. We we just talked about the the UFC and how great an event that was. We actually um. I actually slept over by you this weekend, which was kind of interesting. Yeah, it was actually it was actually good times. Honestly, it was it was great having you over. A bit of a sleepover. I haven't done that in God knows how long. It just it was just something different, you know. What I mean, because I don't know, being home with the kids and the wife, every day, every week is the same thing, you know. It was good for some some a little different, you know. It was yeah, obviously def- definitely different for us because you know, completely different element. And uh, it was cool. Didn't do much sleeping actually because. Watch a lot of UFC and mm-hmm. played some games. I actually played Fortnite with your kids, which surprisingly they're better than they yeah. were as as advertised. Better than I expected. Okay, there you go. Yeah, they're, they're you know, they, they they play every day, so they gotta be doing something, right? Literally the first game of Fortnite I played with them, you won, right? With them, we won. Same thing with me. Literally the first game I ever played with them. I I too have started playing with them. We won first game. And I'm not a Fortnite expert by any means. I'm not, you know, building and all that. So it's a bit more than my, mm-hmm. more than I want to, more than I want to put into it. In Pretty case. much. But I mean, I, I know how to build. I, I build if, if you know, absolutely have to. But, but um, but yeah, I think my Apex and Call of Duty skills are, are translating. And because whenever I play, I, I learn like headshots galore. I'm like, mm, pretty good at this. It's it's a, it's very it's, it's it's much easier in Fortnite than I Yeah, I think I don't know if the crosshair is. I think it's kind of smoother, and it's, it's, it's more time to kill. It's not like a longer time to kill. And the walking speed, I think too. When you, yeah, when you aim outside, walking speed is a little slower. I feel easier to land headshots. And what I also noticed too is that you know you're playing with kids and they don't focus on stuff like that. <laughs> you get destroyed. Yep. Yeah, they've been destroyed. Some children ruining their days. I've had fun, but even, even it's not like for the the game I played with with them. Like it's not like I got carried, because it came out to me and one other person. 
Mm. And that person was building all kinds of stuff. I'm like, man, I'm going to get through this. And I, I just kept, you know, picking my shots, healing, picking my shots, healing. And then at one point, the rim was so small, he fell off of his structure. <laughs> but yeah, it's been, uh, it's been interesting. It was a good weekend, yeah, like, yeah I mean, <clears throat> for me, like, again, like, like you said, we're not really into Fortnite. But, you know, I, I haven't seen them play, and I, I always had it on my Xbox, I just never played it, but I was like, a few days ago, about a week ago, I was just like, you know what, let me just, let me just give it a shot, play with them, you know, just for something different, because again, you know the same, like, every day for me is the same, every week is about almost the same, you know what I mean, so it's like, just to do something different, I decided to play with them, and you know, I must say, it has opened up our relationship, you know, with the kids, you know. It's pretty cool. They, they definitely love it. Yeah, that's literally all they want to do. And I think we spoke about um, a few podcasts back where when my, our wives into playing games now. So it was like literally last week. I barely had my time when it comes to Xbox, which is getting a little annoying. <laughs> like literally, the kids are asking me to play Fortnite, or my wife is asking me to play. <laughs> literally, like. Almost every day, that, that's how my days are going. It's like, if I even turn this what's on for any second, my wife's gonna ask me, or if the kids see me first, they're gonna ask me. It's like, can I, can I go back to being me? Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't mind them, you know, playing and you know, just to change it up. But I'm starting to get less and less me time. Maybe it's time to buy another Xbox. Maybe. Yes, like it's cool. I mean, we're we're literally turning into family gamers. Even my son, who's four, believe it or not, he has more Fortnite wins than I do. Yeah, he's decent. I watched him win two games when I was there. Yeah, people. I mean, it always blows my mind every time he tells me he wins. I'm like, how? Like, how, <laughs> how is he? I mean, I'm sure he's not playing enough. He's not playing a hundred other four-year-olds. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the, yeah. These are older people that are getting destroyed by my four-year-old. Somehow. That must be rough. They, they don't know. know. They don't even know. I, I, need to, I need to record one of his games, I feel, and put it on YouTube. But he's, he's pretty good. I just need to do it in a way that I could record him and record the gameplay so that people don't think that like, I'm playing for him or something like that. Mm. So that's fake. Yeah, he's a real shot of becoming a professional gamer. Definitely, I mean, he he had a lot of mechanics down from at four. He, at four year old, if if I'm comparing myself to when I was four and he, him, he's definitely sort of like if we played games together at that age, he would definitely wreck, wreck me, <laughs> without question. He's got, he's got a lot. He has a great understanding of video games from the jump, and good handle on like, like certain mechanics that a lot of people don't get for some reason like he, he play he, he could like I could throw him into any first person shooter game and he would you just gotta tell him what the controls are and he could he, he'll navigate his way around you know which is yeah I watched you guys play Halo yeah we played some Halo yeah. and it was the same thing I just had to tell him you know what's what and then he's you know does his thing Quite interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, Halo is, you know, again, like I think I mentioned the last week's podcast is like it's, 
something we always, you know, growing up, we always, it's like every father's dwell. Not every father, but in our circle, it was everyone's dream, you know, to you know, play video games with your kid, or, or especially Halo, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's kind of surreal actually living it. It's actually a thing. It probably wouldn't happen as quickly or it wouldn't happen as it wouldn't be it would probably wouldn't be as effective if I guess it wasn't for Corona I'll be honest with you because yeah. you know he'd be in school and he had school work and all this thing we wouldn't have as much free time for him to because I think since the he, he's always played you know games here and there but he's he's been okay mm -hmm. but since the the outbreak and the pandemic like where now, now that's all he has to do he's gotten better so yeah even my wife was watching the play and she was like she was she was amazed because you know he's he's grasping things that i've been trying to get her to grasp but she hasn't yeah my, when my wife watches him play she, she's the same thing the other day she watched him play she was like but how does he know how to do you know and I was like, yeah, he just does he just it's cool yeah that's i'm a proud father for sure in that regard actually believe it or not like had i had coral before this whole thing, I had coworkers telling me that, oh, I shouldn't let him play video games because I'm going to make him stupid. I literally had a coworker tell me that. <laughs> well. And the stuff I wanted to tell her, I was like, no, but, you know, she doesn't understand. So I was like, why would I go into all that, go into all that with somebody that doesn't get it? You know what I mean? It's like, waste my breath and there's no reason to be upset. You just don't understand. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. No, he has a legit shot of being a professional gamer. Mm -hmm. We got our, we got our, our stuff together, and yeah. Maybe by the time, by the time we get our, our stuff together, maybe mm -hmm. he could be maybe one of the first, one of the first prodigies. Yeah, and I live vicariously through him. Yeah, become a streamer. He, believe it or not, like when he plays Fortnite, he he, he sometimes talks like to like nobody, like because he he watch he watch streams. Mm -hmm. Like I guarantee, if, if I put him, if I if I tell him, okay, you're you're streaming, well, well, right? I, I, I guarantee he would carry the conversation. He would talk to, like to everybody, like like an actual YouTube streamer. <laughs> what you wait for? Uh, like you put together a stream team and he could be. He, he would definitely be. He would definitely be on it because he, he 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 like he sometimes, sometimes when he playing, he he'd sit and talk like he's actually streaming and have like full conversations and stuff. He has his he has his greeting down pack. <laughs> One hundred, like he has a greeting down pack that he he always does every time he every time he plays something when he plays and he's pretending to stream. And it's not anything I taught him; it's just just from him watching YouTube all the time. Hmm. Then I thought about you know like mm. instead of me streaming, I should just put him in front of the camera instead of going just monitor everything, monitor yeah. the chat. Yeah, might as well try to be his moderator. Definitely thought about it. But some people might see that as child exploitation, I don't know. Really? <clears throat> there is, there, I think, uh, I saw the other day there was a eight-year-old, I think, that was um, a professional gamer. Like, five, well, I know there's a five-year-old. Maybe that was, maybe it's a five-year-old. I don't know if he's a professional gamer, but I saw there was a Call of Duty video that people were yeah, some five-year-old kid that was like pretty decent in college. Yeah. And it's obvious of him playing Warzone, but I don't know. I was looking at the footage. And I was like, mm, I don't know. 
Because <laughs> his dad is in the background, and you, see, and you can see his dad. They, 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 well, I haven't. I didn't watch the full video. I didn't. I, I didn't watch the stream. But they're saying he's playing with his dad, like him and his father playing together, kind of thing. And I, I mean, it's it's believable to me because you know. My son's just is right there too, and I, that kid's five. My, my son's four, so a year from now, imagine what your son will be. Exactly, but at the same time, it's like I don't know something about it. I didn't. I wasn't sure. Oh, I looked at the kid moving. I was like, "There's no way this kid moving like this." <laughs> but it could be true. And uh, he was playing against uh, I don't remember, you know, the professional um, group phase. Mm. He's playing against. He was playing against them or with them, and they, they said that he was carrying them or something. Like that. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? I was like, I didn't watch the video for it, but I, I saw the headlines. I saw the intro. And I was like, mm. I saw a little bit of it. I was like, mm. interesting. Carrying really? What? You never know. I mean, I think they were talking about like making him part of the mm-hmm. even as a mascot. You know. Maybe it could be Vivian's mascot. Yeah. Or, or poster child. Or mm-hmm. Child exploitation. So what? <laughs> happens in the industry all the time. Mm-hmm. Music industry. Yep. Hollywood. All that. Make these dollars. College ain't gonna pay for itself. That's right. Who needs college in a professional game right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Unless a gaming would not amount to anything. Mm-hmm. That talk is long gone now. Yep, it's literally what's carrying the world right now. Can you imagine? Gaming industry is the one thing that was effective in the positive to the whole pandemic. Like even when it comes to like like if you look at like movies and stuff, the movie industry is has definitely taken a hit. Some movies delayed, some canceled. Mm-hmm. Video games though? All mm-hmm. the dates are still the same because it's like you can you can release your stuff digitally. People download it and that's it. Oh, you're gonna have a digital um, E3. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, no, not E3. Um, Comic Con, I think. I think they're doing a digital Comic Con. Yeah. But I think you still have to buy tickets though. I'm good. <laughs> What's the point? Well, you know the diehards are definitely gonna do it. Yeah, that's just, that's just, I'm still still trying to make that money. Oh, it is. Can't blame them. As well, the fact that doing it that way, I just look forward to. It. The good thing that might come out of that though is that everything everything might get released quicker. You know, there used to be like some trailers only happening for Comic Con, and you wouldn't mm-hmm. because it's all gonna be digital. I think. Yeah. It's gonna be for everybody. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's, the, that's the good. That's the good. That's the good. Yeah, definitely. Because a lot of a lot of events like that they always had digital versions of it. It's not like it's a new thing, mm-hmm. but everybody just now everybody has to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even like. Certain movies, that's like, like the the troll movie, the new troll movie mm-hmm. for the kids. Wait, it, it came out straight digital. Straight digital, yeah. We bought it because because the kids wanted to see it bad, and I was like, really? Well, yeah. I was like, all right, well. I, I just, rented a movie the other day. What movie was it? Oh, the gentleman. Mm. The new um, what's his name? The director. Garbage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Garbage movie. Yeah. It, was, it was interesting. It was very entertaining. It's, it's what you expect, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Well, yes and no. Because there, there's some twists in it that, that were cool. But I, I love the cast and everything. Great movie. But yeah, I went to that digital. Because 
mean, I mean, there's always, I mean, especially here in the Caribbean, there's a there's a lot of illegal streaming of movies, but I've been, I, I, I can't say I have not done it. I've definitely, I mean, I'm not gonna incriminate myself, but <laughs> I've. I, I enjoy more doing it legitimately than illegally because the quality is always going to be top notch and you know it's I don't know it's, I get a better vibe from it doing it and, and, and it's the right thing to do you know yeah. the same like, like you know you're, you're going to spend you know $30 with you and the family to, to watch the movie and you're buying it online for like 20 bucks it's like the same money but or, now you have it or renting it for like 5 yeah so it's like I've been doing a lot lately actually since the whole pandemic I've been renting and buying a lot of movies it's you know it's the right thing to do <laughs> you 100% know? you know they, they still need to make their money to give you this great content yeah I'm just waiting to see what Marvel's gonna do that's what I'm I just want to see what this Comic Con is gonna bring well because there's, there's a lot of a lot of shows mm-hmm. that are coming out that I definitely want to catch you know Falcon and Winter Soldier, Wanda, mm-hmm. Vision, Loki, all those. I heard there's a, a, a Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer supposed to be dropping soon. Mm-hmm. Like one specifically for that show. I heard, well, what I heard is through post production, like right now, like in terms of how the production is, the Wanda and Vision one is like, it's moving along. Like Winter Soldier and Falcon is supposed to come up before, but the Wanda, Wanda's. Wanda Vision? The Wanda Vision is it's like almost done. So they they might change the order. I'm just waiting for more MCU stuff. Yeah, and they they push Black Widow back all the way to November. Even though it's I think it's finished, right? It's finished. Yeah, it's already finished. They push it back to November because they they want a theatrical release. They want a theatrical release. The movie was meant for a theatrical release. Yep. That's the only way they could re- recoup a lot of the millions that they dumped into it. So. Yeah, hopefully the world is, is back by that. I mean, it, things are kind of coming along, right? Things are looking good. So, yeah, maybe. Maybe things will be back by then and we can, you know, get a full theater experience like we're yeah. used to and love and all that good stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. But thinking back on all the, you know, talk about the video games and Come along. I, I think it's 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 good to find your your, your niche in, in the world because mm-hmm. there's a lot of like I'm just looking at my, my, my life and reflecting I just talk about you know your, your, how, how good your son is and everything and how much better he is within it it's good to find your niche in the world because you, you can get pushed in any you know many directions you can you know from what you want to do versus what people want you to do exactly and even even though like you said it, it took uh, you know the situation that we're in for him to be as good as he is now it's like what if that wasn't the case like what, what if he wasn't you know the, the virus never came about and he was you know not saying like education is a bad thing but he was you know stuck under books and all that mm-hmm. probably was good he wouldn't be as good as he is today and you know like, look, look at all the you know the thoughts you come up you know, with him you know probably being a streamer and probably being a professional gamer all that all those are legit possibilities that are even closer now because of you know the current situation that we're in so it's it's, it's important to 
Find what you love and just just dive into it. Just do what you want versus do what other people want you to do. 100%. Because, like I said, reflecting back on our life, growing up, there's a million different things I wanted to do. The main thing was just play video games. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and one parents point. were not... Also, at one point, we wanted to be professional wrestlers. Exactly, we wanted to be professional wrestlers. Parents didn't like that either. They didn't see the dream. I wanted to be a graphic artist at the time, because it was a way different time than it is now. Mm-hmm. Didn't see the dream. They didn't know. How can you make money doing that? What are you gonna, you know, illustrate books? Like, is there any money in that? Like, all, all this kind of, you know, stuff. But today is like, you know, the other day she was asking me like, you know, when last I draw, and they're like, really, you? A lot of people <laughs> asking me that. Get out of here. But um, yeah. Unfortunately, I haven't drawn in a while, and I haven't, you know. Not up to date on my wrestling either, so. <laughs> wrestling industry is very good. Though. Yeah, it is, actually. That's but, not a topic for another time. Yeah. <laughs> Find your niche. Stick with it. Never know where it'll take you. And sometimes the world has a way of kind of working its its way around you getting what you actually want, so. That's my good idea for today. Oh yeah, yesterday was Mother's Day, wasn't it? Yesterday was Mother's Day. So, I mean, I know this is the day after, but happy belated Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. We, uh, you know, unfortunately we're in this weird situation that we can't do much, but hope all, hope everyone did what they could. Even though it may be little to what you're used to doing, but... Yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, so we're gonna, we're gonna get out of here now, because we do have some important business to attend to um we do appreciate you guys um you know sticking with us listening to us taking some time out of your day to enjoy our, our content we do appreciate you guys we do appreciate all the support all our supporters we do have we, do, we are coming up with some interesting things that we're gonna be doing to, to help our supporters you know to, to kind of show them some love all the appreciation that we, we we do appreciate them and all they do for us and we'll continue to do for them so with that, this is the Isaac Boys Podcast, and we are out. See you guys. Enjoy listening to the podcast? Well, consider becoming a supporter. As a supporter, you can directly support the podcast with monetary contributions, ranging from a dollar to $10, based on your budget. Your monthly contributions will ensure that we can continue to do what we love doing, bringing you great content. Go to anchor.fm forward slash VIVN to find out how you can become a supporter. All contributions are greatly appreciated.